guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, today, I want to introduce you to two of my favorite titles of Jesus Christ, and there's so many out there. If you've been watching Bomb Bites for a while, you know that I will bring up often titles of Jesus Christ, how he introduces himself with certain titles, not to flex and not to be like, I just want to let you know who I am. He does it to show you and I who he is and what he is able to do. So context again, here we are, you got the children of Israel stuck in Egypt, you got this bondage going on and things are getting rougher and rougher for them. You go down to chapter two, you go to verses 23 to 25. So it came to pass that in process of time that the king of Egypt died, okay? You're probably like, whoo, good. Well, the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. So they're dealing with tough things here and they're crying to the Lord because of the bondage that they are going through. Verse 24, and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. It wasn't like all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that's right. You're my children. No, that's not how it works. It's like, it's more of the children of Israel remembered that God was still their God. It wasn't that God had just kind of forgotten about them. And Oh yeah, I remember them. That's not the case. God always remembers. He's got the perfect memory, guys. He knows. He is aware of us. And so God remembered his covenant, which I really believe is the children of Israel remembered the covenant that God had made with them. God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. The footnote says he was cognizant of them. So he sees us going through all of these difficult times. He understands the difficulties. He understands the struggles. And he knows and he is mindful of us. So now you get into chapter 3 where Moses has an amazing experience with the Lord. Um, and you're going to see one of my favorite titles. We're bringing up two today. So you go to verse number 2 and it says, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the middle of a bush and he looked and beheld and the bush burned with fire but the bush was not consumed so there was this glory there was this uh, this experience where Moses was transfigured a lot of people will tell you this is probably right around the time where we see Moses chapter 1 take place those verses where Moses is reminded you are my son Moses and you're you have a work to do and that work is to get the children of Israel out of Egypt well, verse 3, Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great side. It's like, I'm going to turn and I'm going to look at this. I'm going to make sure I am focused on this bush right here. And I'm just curious why it's not burning, right? Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Verse 5, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. There's some lessons there for us about holy places. You know, even when like you walk into someone's house, you take your shoes off if they've got nice carpet because you want to respect, you know, their living accommodations. So here's the Lord saying, Moses, this is a holy place. Will you take everything that is worldly and everything and just leave it aside? And I want you to come be with me and learn from me. Learn of me. Uh, verse 6. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. This is probably a very sacred, 
scary experience for Moses. Verse seven, the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people, which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land to a good land and a large and flowing land with milk and honey. Uh, you go to verse nine. Therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, Moses, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So we're going to talk more about how Moses feels about that tomorrow. But Moses is basically like, okay, so when I go to Pharaoh, who shall I say is calling? Who has asked me to do this? Then you go to verse 14, which is a fantastic title. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And you go to verse 15. God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Now I want to pause there for a second and take you now over to chapter 6. Now you've got a similar situation where the Lord identifies himself by a title. You go to verse number 2. God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, but by my name Jehovah was I not known unto them. Now, Jehovah means I am the one that is, which is kind of interesting. Grammatically, you're probably like, okay, that's kind of weird. We talked about this actually at the very start of the Old Testament. As we're looking about, you got to look for Jesus in the Old Testament and you're going to find him as you look for him. I have established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel. There's that statement again, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Back in chapter three, he is the great I am. And Jehovah means I am the one who is. And I love that because he is not the great I was. He is not the great I used to be. He's not the I once was and someday I'm hoping to be again. The same God who helped Moses deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt is the same one that will help you and I with the burdens that we are currently going through. Exodus chapter 6 verses 6 through 8 has some of the best verses that are so applicable to you and I wherefore say unto the children of Israel I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will rid you or I will deliver you out of their bondage and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm one of my favorite ways to envision the Savior the stretched out arm to help us and with great judgments and I will take you to me for a people and I will be unto you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will bring you unto the land concerning which I did swear, and give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for an heritage. I am the Lord. So here's the Lord saying, I am. I am the one who can do this. He is the same one that did it then. He's the same one that can do it now. Verse 9 is kind of a sad verse. Moses spake so unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. It's like he told them all of this 
and yet the children of Israel wouldn't listen. And so I thought about this for a second. There are times where you and I do the very same thing. We know that the Lord can do all things, but sometimes we do not believe that he can do it for us. I put a little cross-reference by this verse here. I put Mosiah chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And many of you are familiar with these verses. Believe in God, believe that he is, and that he created all things, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that man doth not comprehend all things which the Lord can comprehend. And again, believe that ye must repent of your sins and forsake them and humble yourselves before God and ask in sincerity of heart that he would forgive you. And now, this is one of the coolest parts of this, if you believe all these things, see that you do them. So when a prophet of God comes to you and says, hey, God still knows you, he is mindful of you and he can help you, if you, if you believe those things, see that you do them. See that you remember that he can do those things. God always remembers you and I, but it's you and I that have to remember that he remembers us, if that makes any sense at all. In my mind, it made sense there. But we need to understand that. If we believe these things, we need to believe it when people tell us these things. God can do that. He is the same God. He is the great I am. He is the great Jehovah. What he did for them, he can do for us. And I know that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.